Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, we've got the next chapter of the Energon universe with the origins of G.I. Joe's favorite sergeant with the review of Skybound Duke Number 1. Today is Friday, December 29th, 2023, and this is episode 370 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that still appreciates a real American hero. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Yo, Joe. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Oh, God. Let's talk Transformers. Please? <laughs> Is the comic that bad, Daryl? Oh, we'll see. Let's get into it. (laughs) As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and support the show. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a Donatrion, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support, and that's where you can sign up. We've got lots of content, bonus content for all our Donatrons, uh, including our bonus show, We Like Big Bots. We just recently had a new episode drop where We Like Big Bots, so you can check that out on our Patreon page. Episode 11 is out now, featuring Megatron. So Daryl and Dr. Pants really came through. Horn? The horn? Air horn? Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you hear on all the the morning radio stations. <laughs> it was great. So, we had a good yeah. time. Awesome. And uh, we've got uh, we've also got our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. Uh, we're currently still uh, doing the bonus sideshow. The Rustford Files. That's a special interlude between season two and season three of Empire of Rust. Uh, this uh, well, last week we had episode seven, Brave New Junk, uh, and then next week will be episode eight. So that'll be out on Monday. Uh, but you can get all the episodes of the Rustford Files and Empire of Rust at transmissionspodcast.com/slash/rust. So please enjoy. And of course, if you want to buy our exclusive Skybound Transformers number one featuring art by EJ Sue, you can buy that at our website, transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're, uh, you know, got some Christmas money right after the holiday. Want to spend it on a new comic? You can get it right there. Uh, you know, this is there's only a thousand uh, produced to this one. So this is one of the rare ones. So, uh, you know, take a look. And if you are still looking to buy anything from toyhacks.com, you can use our code Santa Prime even after the holiday. It's still good for 15% off at toyhacks.com until December 31st. So a couple more days and you can still use that code. All right. So we are coming to you from the distant past before Christmas uh, to uh, deliver this show to you. We're doing a review 
in special review episode for after Christmas. And uh, let's get into it. This week we are reviewing Duke number one. This is written by Joshua Williamson, art by Tom Riley, colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Russ Wooten, and editor is Sean Makowitz and Jonathan Manning. So there are a million covers. We're not going to go into all the covers. I think uh, cover A has Starscream on the front. There's a transformer for you, Daryl. <laughs> um, but uh, that's one. So and. And this issue follows Duke's appearance in, uh, was it Transformers number two? I yes. So, all right. So, uh, it's a summary here. In his office, General Hawk is going through Duke's history from his excellence in boot camp to his leadership on both, on ba- to his leadership both on battlefields and off of them. He's had many successful missions, all without collateral damage. However, with all these successes, Duke has turned down every promotion that he's been offered. He feels like he can serve best on the front line. This meeting is different, though. General General Hawk is asking Duke what happened that has him being insubordinate, careless, and even in a disheveled uniform. Hawk needs him, but he needs him to also stop asking questions, and he has to pass a psych evaluation. At this, Duke finally speaks up. He just can't forget what he saw. The answers that he he was given are clearly not the truth. A plane that looked just like one of their own suddenly turned into a giant robot. It destroyed his plane and ruthlessly killed his friend. He can't get away from this trauma. He can't even sleep because every time he closes his eyes, he sees this robot. The government's accident lies might fly with his friend's family, but Duke isn't buying it. However, Hawk has heard enough. Duke clearly isn't ready, and he tells Duke to take a vacation and get his head straight. Duke demands to know what the black box on the, his plane said. Hawk says that's classified, and then Duke smashes his chair against the wall, screaming at Hawk. He leaves saying that he's followed every order that's been given to him, but his country is lying to him, and he's going to get his answer. Six months later, Duke is driving to a house in D.C. There's a meeting of people sharing their UFO experiences, and immediately Duke regrets coming here. He thought this would be more serious, and as he starts to leave, a woman approaches him. He recognizes her as Dr. Adele Burkhart, a researcher that's been looking into a clean energy source for years. She thought that he would find that she thought that she would find this in elements and space dust. Once she started asking questions about what the plans were for this energy source, uh, the people she was working for grew unhappy, and she left the project. Soon after, the whole project was shut down and all of her data was destroyed. She did manage to save a few things, some blueprints and some other data, but she saw the future use of the research and weapons and the consequences of that. Duke can relate, saying that he's seen a lot in his time with, with the military, but seeing a giant robot and getting called crazy made him start questioning everything. However, she's given him hope that he's not crazy. Dr. Burkhart. Dr. Burkhart says that she reached out to him because she thinks that she stumbled onto a new arms race with a company called Mars Industries. Sorry, with a company called named Mars Industry behind is ah, with a company named Mars Industries behind it all. 
Mars is run by a secretive family and not much is known about them. However, Duke is convinced that he'll be able to sneak in and get some information about what goes on inside. Later, Duke does get in, and after disabling a few cameras and slipping past some guards, he sees a full-on production line of tanks, robots, helicopters, and more. He's shocked, and he knows that they're behind his robot, but he can't even get a few few words out of his mouth before he's grabbed by a large guy in a Mars uniform. Duke's able to hold his own despite being overmatched, but soon he is surrounded by a ton of faceless soldiers, and there's no chance. He's dragged to the front of the Mars building when a mysterious voice ordering the soldier named Mercer to just let him go. The mysterious voice is revealed to be Destro, and he says that there are other ways of dealing with Duke. As he re- returns to Dr. Burkhardt's home, Duke is on the phone with someone telling him that he's seen so much and they just let him walk away. Duke is sure that means something, and he asks for him to call him back when he gets this message. However, just as he finishes, Duke sees that the door for Dr. Burkhart's home has been busted in. Everyone that had been at the gathering earlier has been shot and there are bullet holes everywhere. Dr. Burkhart is barely alive and tells him that a man from Australia said he was a believer, but he stole all her research except for her phone. She gives it to Duke right before she passes away. And as he stands up, a SWAT team enters and tells him to freeze. He holds his hand up, but one of them yells, he's got a gun, and they all open fire. Duke somehow escapes and runs upstairs and then jumps out a window. The police are sure no one could survive that, but Duke is a man of action. He's made his escape. Later, General Hawk is on the phone with someone and notes that he should have done better and he'll clean up this problem. He enters a helicopter where he tells a woman named Krieger that Duke has gone rogue and he's on the run. He decides that he needs to call in some heroes of his own to track Duke down. And we see Stalker cutting through the jungle and rock and roll shooting a machine gun with belts and belts of ammunition. That is the end of issue one. I do want to provide some notes I wrote down here for, for those of us that aren't familiar with some of these names that popped up. I Googled them and I have some background here. Um, we know uh, General Hawk is Clayton M. Abernathy. He's the original commander of G.I. Joe. In, in the cartoons, he was voiced by Ed Gilbert and later David Kay. Um, you know, here in the comic, he's Colonel Hawk. He's not General Hawk. Oh, he's not? Okay. Well, so he's he's he hasn't been promoted yet. Okay. I, I didn't notice that. So um, Dr. Adele Burkhart in the Real American Heroes series was misled into participating in a project that, that would use nuclear energy in the weapons development, similar to what's going on here over she was captured by cobra when speaking out about it and regularly rescued by gi joe the um not this time well yeah not this time (laughs) mercer uh the mars agent is named felix p stratton he's a former cobra viper that later joined gi joe and sergeant slaughter's renegade so he um was voiced by Christopher Tabori in G.I. Joe the movie and Maurice LaMarche in the in the Deke um, series. Yes. Mm. Um, Krieger is Courtney A. Krieger, also known as Cover Girl, a uh, major character in the series. She specializes in armored and armored vehicles. She's a former model that joined the Army to, form, to find a more fulfilling career. Uh, Destro is pretty well known. James McCullen. Uh, Destro the 14th 
founder of Mars Industries, weapons supplier, usually selling to both sides of a conflict. And then the name Tyler Frost, who was Duke's friend that died in the plane, I couldn't find any reference. So I think that was just made up for the series. Destro voiced by uh, Arthur Burghart in oh, yeah. the series. Yeah, My in, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the Sunbow series. And then Maurice LaMarche in the Deeps. Yeah. All right, so with all of that, I figured Daryl needed that. Back. <laughs> um, I, I feel like this is a good start. It, it, the the Starscream looms large in Duke's mind, and clearly there is trauma there. Um, I, I I I like how this is kind of the ground floor with the Energon universe. Uh, they're not trying to shove everything in, and this is a really interesting take breaking Duke down to um, you know, just completely mentally, physically, everything, just breaking him down before you can build it up to be the leader of GI Joe series. So um, the art I thought was pretty good throughout it. Really interesting style. Um, the, I think, the action shots we got, like the two page spreads with Starscream kind of in a, a little bit of shadow. It, it was really good. Um, I, don't know, I, I really enjoyed this whole book. And I'm just, I'm on board with all of the universe or, uni, or Energon universe stuff. Um, but not being a regular reader of G.I. Joe before this, I'm kind of, I'm interested in seeing where this is going to go, what's going to happen. Um, like I know from watching the show that blueprint that they shown that they showed was I believe it was with the um crap uh something energy transmitter. Charles, you gotta help me with that. Yeah, that was it. The mass energy device. Was oh yeah, mass. I think that was it. Yeah. Um. So mobile was it? Is like it mass stands for something like M A S S stands for something. I forget what it is. Yeah, it's a mass device. I, I, I recognize it from the show. Um, all of the the weapons that, that were in the um, the factory were all recognizable. Toys, you know, saw some hiss tanks, uh, some of their helicopters, those robots that were used. So, um, lots of familiar stuff, and you know, I'm just I'm on board to see where this is going to go. So, um, Daryl, let's come to you next. What what were your thoughts as a unabashed not a fan of gi joe um so i i i didn't mind the story it was a decent story about a soldier with some kind of ptsd right um now i was confused as to what division of the military duke is supposed to be in is he in the army I think he's, he was in the army. Okay. So if he's in the forces. from my limited knowledge of U.S. military, um, the army doesn't generally fly in planes. That's the Navy, right? Well, and the Air Force. Well, the Air Force, sure. But so what the hell is he doing in a plane? Well, he said he was catching a ride. He was not flying the plane. He was catching a ride. Right. He was catching a ride. So. Um, it does look like 
the U.S. Army does have some planes, but not really what you would expect. There's most, mostly helicopters. Not fighter jets, I would right. guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. Drones. Um, so that was something that kind of pulled me out for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Why is he in this plane? Um, I mean, yeah, he's catching a ride. Okay, fantastic. Um, I mean, the, we, we also don't, the, the our military don't generally uh, have jet packs right. in their ejector seats. So, I mean, either. I think maybe he was like a special forces that had people from different. Right. Um, so I don't mind the story. It's a, it's an interesting way to look at and introduce Duke. Um, and, and kind of introduce the, uh, the, the world of GI Joe. Um, I mean, I'm not a complete, you know, newbie to this. I, I grew up in the eighties. I, I did catch some cartoons, you know, and I do have some of the toys, right? So, um, and so I'm not a complete noob when it comes to GI Joe, but, um, this is, it's a, it's a decent start. Uh, I don't mind it. Um, the art's great. I like the art. The spe- specific page that Jeremy you were mentioning with Starscream kind of in the the shadow there um, really gave off like this is somebody's memory. This is the way they're remembering it, and I and I kind of I really appreciated the way that that was drawn. Um, the uh, uh, just the way that this is kind of going forward. Um, I, I <clears throat> this is, um, I mean. <sighs> it's placing Duke as kind of the, like an, an outsider to the, the, the war machine that he's kind of been historically the face of. Um, and I, I, I'm interested to kind of see where it goes from here. Um, whether he will remain a kind of, a a soldier uh, of fortune um, and uh, um, assemble this team of, uh, of rugged, you know, people like an Rain. A team. Rain for a crime. He didn't commit They're <laughs> yeah, forced. Yeah. He's forced to survive as a soldier of fortune. <laughs> exactly. There you go. You got it. Um, but uh, um, so, yeah, I mean the whole, the previous GI Joe series and, and, and cartoons and whatnot, he's always been the uh, like the poster boy for the, for the military. Well, at this point in time, after the issue first issue of his miniseries, he's on the run, uh, you know, kind of dispatched from the military and they're sending people after him. Right. right? And he's totally so, disillusioned with the military. Of course. Yeah. So it's a completely different take on Duke, which I like, right. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a new look at it. Um, a little bit more realistic too, uh, you know, a soldier with PTSD. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It happens a lot. Um, so let's, let's do that. Um, and, and yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I have no connection to any of the characters that, uh, are being sent after them. I don't know who the hell they are and, and why, if they're, if it's, uh, you know, if you're a GI Joe fan and you're like, Oh, that guy and that guy are being sent after them. Fantastic. Woo. Woo. I, I, means nothing to me so yeah well uh, i know 
they were recognizable as fan of the, the cartoon. I yeah, they both were. Of them. I mean, it was it was an interesting twist. Like, hey, these are the guys who were supposed to be working with Duke. Like, you know, they're part of the GI Joe team, but now they're being sent to hunt him down. So, right. That's an interesting premise. Right. And and CoverGirl, I didn't recognize the name Krieger. Um, I didn't read the, the comics uh, growing mm-hmm. up, but, you know, it, I did recognize CoverGirl as, you know, as the name. So that kind of realized she should have been working or she was working with him because, like, in the, the live action movie, you know, she was, like, right there with Hawk. Mm-hmm. You have any other thoughts, Daryl? Nope. Well, Charles, what was your thought? Uh, I generally agree with Daryl that I thought this was a strong start uh, to uh, uh, you know introducing us to the world of GI Joe. I thought uh, it was it was interesting how they're framing him as as uh, Duke as a um, a rogue who is is basically uh you know at odds with his government because the the military is hiding things um i really i enjoyed the art i thought the art was all really well done i also one particular detail i thought was cool was when they have the flashback scenes of him seeing his friend get murdered they have like the splat reflected in his um in his visor in his helmet like him seeing that and they like it's exactly the the same kind of lettering that was done in the transformers number two comic uh and that was that was just an interesting uh little callback there so i thought that was that was really really cool (laughs) that they put that detail in the art um i thought uh also uh, you know a couple things i know just for like because you know i i am big on the world building and universe building and all that stuff um, I thought it was interesting that clearly cell phones are a thing here. So, you know, Daniel Warren Johnson may not be interested in, in having cell phones in his transformers, but this is in the same time period. Cell phones are a thing. Smartphones are a thing. They are clearly, uh, you in use and, uh, and, uh, available here. Um, also it's interesting that the action, most of the action in the book takes place six months after the initial incident in Transformers, which means that the Transformers are not uh, taking over the world in six months. They have, they have not revealed themselves to the wider world. They are still hidden. So that means that this, whatever, whatever's going on with the Transformers in the six issue arc that we're, that we're reading currently, the Decepticons do not, get to enact their plans for world domination anytime soon. At least, you know, it seems like whatever happens, whatever happens is stays contained in this, you know, this little, this town where Spike and and Sparky and Carly are, and it doesn't, doesn't spread out anywhere else. And the cover up Um, is pretty successful. Yeah. So that, so that's interesting just to know that the, that's, the um that's the status quo in the, in the universe um i also thought it was funny that uh for all duke you know being so driven about trying to find out answers to what happened when he was attacked by starscream that he gets he gets answers that are all the wrong answers and he doesn't realize they're the wrong answers like he he's completely on this other track 
of this these these uh, secret weapons developers that have nothing to do with Decepticons or Starscream. Uh, so <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Um, or may or maybe if Cobra Commander is using Megatron as a gun, maybe they maybe they're all derived from Megatron or something. I don't know. That's uh, that's maybe that's that'll be told in Cobra Commander. Um, but for right now, it doesn't seem like this. The Mars Industries is related in any way to the Transformers. So Duke is coming to the completely wrong conclusions and uh, getting his friend and all those UFL people killed <laughs> because of it. Um. So yeah, I I think this is a strong start. Um, oh, also, um, those uh, those cops that uh, that bust into the to the house to arrest him, they're Cobra agents. Because how do they have him at point blank range right. and they miss him? They, oh, they miss right. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, <laughs> Cobra Cobra guys cannot shoot anything they're they they're storm like stormtroopers <laughs> yeah they have stormtrooper aim they cannot they cannot hit, hit anything they should have they should have easily been able to uh shoot duke right there somehow he gets upstairs and jumps out the window i mean they also have no follow-through no one chased him after clearly <laughs> yeah after. yeah but yeah I, I thought it was really interesting because you know you know the fixes and you imagine they probably have body cameras and stuff and just mm-hmm. yelling out, he's got a gun, just to kind of give them justification to fire. You know, yep. it, clearly the fix was in from the start. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to the to the next issue. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I thank you for doing the, the research there, Jeremy, because there were there was a couple of things that tickled my memory, but I did not. Uh, know where they came from and i i didn't go look it up so yeah, I, mean, I, I figured you doing this. i figured anytime a name was mentioned that it was going to be some reference that i didn't get so for my own edification but also i figured for everyone else having some background on these characters was a, a good idea so probably continue that with the, the gi joe stuff mm-hmm Cool. Yeah. So, um, Daryl, we we might be going forward with the with the with Duke and Cobra Commander. <laughs> and the previous Cobra Commander looked pretty good too. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been in a couple of comics though. That's already they've had the those three those intro pages have been. I, I try not to mention the while. previews because Daryl got upset when I talked about the Transformers one too much. <laughs> okay <clears throat> we did the one we did this one that's uh that's good enough that's good enough for gi joe <laughs> it's a six issue mini uh, well, we got cobra commander yeah it's another six issue mini that's now 12 issues yeah um, we got to do we got to do media news at some point <laughs> <laughs> We, we I think there'll content. be some weeks free. Yeah. <laughs> Not Gia Joe podcast. Not yet. <laughs> Starscream was in this comic. He was, he was right a memory. There. He was a memory. <laughs> anyway. This was fine. This was decent. This was a decent ep- issue. 
Joshua Joshua Williams line between being a hero and being a memory. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that's uh, that's our review of Duke number one. I hope you all are enjoying it. If uh, you guys have any comments, please uh, send them in. Maybe the comments in the YouTube video or or send in to our feedback email, send voicemail. However you want to send us some feedback, let us know. If you are in for Duke uh, and, uh, you know, maybe Cobra Commander 2, or if you're going to stick to just Transformers. <laughs> Daryl's mind is made up. <laughs> All right, everyone, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Hope you're enjoying your holiday break. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Transformers goodness. And, uh, uh, oh, before I go, I can't forget that. I got to remember to give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. These are folks that continue to support us on Patreon and pay, uh, Patreon at our highest level. Uh, so that's why they get a shout out in every episode so thank you once again to John Forex Living Good and Demon Tech 82 really appreciate it thank you for your support and hope you guys are enjoying the Energon universe and, and Duke number one as well alright everyone we'll see you next time bye bye Hi. later Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>